What is up guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Avatar The After Show. This is the one only show where we talk about every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, and uh, we are just moving right along. Last week we talked about episode number thir- uh, 13. And we talked about uh, the Blue Spirits. Uh, and it was a great episode. We uh, I went in depth on that so if you want to check that out definitely go and listen to uh that review um but this week we're covering uh chapter 14 the fortune teller uh so without any further ado let's get started so uh chapter 14 the fortune teller uh it it debuted on september 23rd 2005 uh was directed by dave filoni written by aaron Yes. I can never pronounce this guy's last name. I'm so sorry. Uh, and John O'Brien. And JM Animation has returned to do the animation for this episode. Um, and I got to tell you guys, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a very fun episode. Very uh, um, uh, very uh, interesting episode. Um, and uh, I thought... As a filler episode, it did exactly what I wanted to do. It progressed uh, the characters. Um, this is a very uh, this very much focuses uh, focuses up on the um, Ang and Katara relationship. Um, they've kind of slowly hinted at the fact that Ang likes Katara, but in this one, they really kind of go for it. Um, even with the previously on Avatar segment, they show you a bunch of clips on. Um, uh, on uh, how they've hinted at this fact that Aang uh, likes Katara. Um, and I really liked this the fact that they, uh, they went for it in this episode and trying to develop that relationship. Um, because it's not like they are aware that they like each other at first, you know? Um, Katara is told by the fortune tellers uh, she's told that she will meet a um a power a powerful bender um and then that come that pays off towards the end when Sokka at the end of the episode says um uh that kid that kid is one powerful bender and then she realizes oh the fortune teller was talking about Aang this whole time um and i really um I really enjoyed that actually. Uh, I thought it was. I think it's different uh, from everything we've seen so far in the show. Um, this sh- this episode is definitely um, a lot funnier than the previous episodes. This has some of my favorite humor so far in the first season, um, where Sokka's trying to catch the fish, and all of a sudden, um, Aang's ta- complimenting Katara on the necklace that uh, he made her, and then he's like. Um, <laughs> He says, oh, smoochy, smoochy, someone's in love. And then the fish just jumps out of his hand and smacks him right in the face. That is funny. Um, and, it, and it works because the animation really makes it work. This is some of the top-notch animation I've seen uh, in this episode. Um, at least character animation I've seen in the show is, is right here. Um, but let's kind of break down uh, the episode. Uh, so it starts off, uh, like I said, with... Uh, uh, let me kind of see where I'm going here. Uh, okay, so uh, the episode starts off with um, 
the Avatar gang uh, camping alongside a river, uh, and Sokka goes to catch a fish, but he finds out that Aang used the fishing line to make Katara a new necklace uh, to replace the one that she lost, the one that was uh, her mother's before her. And so um, it's it's this really great moment where Sokka's trying to catch the fish while uh, Aang is taking a look at Katara with the new necklace. Um, this is where we get the whole uh, smoochy, smoochy, someone's in love um, line, which still kills me. Um, uh, and let's see. Uh, oh, and he also, I forgot about this. He makes a kissy face to the, um, <laughs> to the fish and then the fit and then that's when the fish like smacks him and gets right back in, in the water. Um, and then, uh, Katara, you can see Katara doesn't really, is kind of ignoring the fact that Aang might have uh, a uh, a crush on, on her uh, by saying, you know, he, but because right now she only thinks of him as a friend. She thinks, she says that uh, Aang is a good friend um, and then Aang, you know, there's this really great moment where Aang just kind of frowns. Um, by the way, the facial expression on Aang, I haven't talked about it in talking about every single episode of the show, but the, they get so much out of his facial expressions. It's amazing. I love it um, a lot. Um, but then uh, the they hear a loud noise, uh, and they and they find an old man being attacked by a huge uh, uh, pl- uh, platypus bear. And then. Uh, the um the old man survives it and then he tells them about a uh, a fortune teller named Aunt Wu who predicted that he would have a safe journey this is when Sokka starts to kind of say that that doesn't you know you you almost died and then he says keyword almost <laughs> i i was like that's actually pretty freaking funny <laughs> um so um, but, um, but then, uh, they, uh, they go to the village where Aunt Wu is, is, and then they meet, uh, a, uh, Aunt Wu's assistant named Men, uh, Meng, Meng, whatever her name is, uh, it's, but she, we find, we see that she has a crush on Aang, and Aang is kind of, like, oblivious to it at first, uh, doesn't really notice until, <laughs> um, uh, un- until towards the end of the episode. Um, and then, uh, she, <laughs> uh, she gets, she brings them snacks and then, uh, it's this really funny moment where she keeps staring at Aang and I was, and it's just, it's, it's kind of, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of cute. It's actually pretty uh, interesting, actually, um, but then, uh, we, we finally meet Aunt Wu, who is the fortune teller, this lady who we've heard about for the, uh, for the first, like, six to ten minutes of the episode, uh, and they finally meet Aunt Wu, uh, um, let's see, um, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Aang talks to Sokka while Katara goes to talk to the fortune teller, and Aang is like, what do you think they're talking about in there? And, and Sokka says, boring stuff, I'm sure. Love, who she's going to marry, how many babies is she going to have? And then Aang just has this, like, look of, like, what? And so he goes over to the hallway, listens in, and then this is where we get the line of, um, of uh, where sh- uh, she's going to meet a very powerful bender. She will fall in love with a powerful bender, um, which comes back into play at the end of the episode. Um, and then as Sokka is about to go in, Aunt Wu just tells him, I can see it in your face. Uh, you're full of, uh, your future will be full of struggle, anguish, most... Uh, most of it self, self-inflicted. self And then Sokka's just like, you didn't even read my palm or anything. He's like, I can see it in your face. <laughs> um, and then she, um, and then she meets with Aang and she has Aang grab a bone. Throws it in the fire, hears this big, loud crack. And then Aunt Wu, um, over... In a over-the-top fashion, explains that uh, Aang will be involved in a great battle between the forces of good and evil, which will determine the fate of the whole world. Now, obviously, we already know this because Avatar Roku has explained that his destiny is to face the Fire Lord bef- uh, before the comet comes. Um, and so Aang basically says, I already know that. Uh, and he wants to know about the future when it comes to love. Um, and then Aunt Wu tells him that if he fa- if he trusts his heart, he will be with the one he loves. And so he 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 tries to do that uh, throughout the entire episode. Uh, we we see the village kind of gathered together uh, to uh, hear uh, Aunt Wu's um, cloud readings. And depending on what shapes the clouds are, uh, will determine a good future for the village or a bad future for the village. Um, and then she warns them that there will that the village will not be destroyed by the volcano that they live so close to. Um, now I will say this middle section here is actually probably my least favorite part of the episode because it's just a bunch of shenanigans where Aang is trying to um take Sokka's advice and kind of ignore the uh ignore his crush on Katara and kind of ignore Katara um just to prove that she um that he likes her um they eventually go to um grab a pan uh, a panda lily and then <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, they go to get a panda lily, and then they find out that Aunt Wu's prediction was wrong. The volcano is about to erupt, and it's going to uh, destroy the village. And so they warn the villagers. They end up uh, uh, working together to dig this like little trench area. Uh, and then, let me see, uh, 
Okay. Uh, with the help of some earthbenders and stuff like that. And then they are able to uh, uh, keep the volcano from uh, hitting the village. And then <laughs> uh, uh, Sokka tells them that... Uh, Tells them, see what I tell you about believing in fortunes. And then all of a sudden, one of the villagers says, um, Aunt Wu didn't claim that she, that the volcano would erupt. She simply said it wouldn't destroy the village. And then all of a sudden, Sokka walks up to the guy and goes, I hate you. <laughs> and so they leave. Oh, by the way, that moment where they're stopping the volcano from hitting the village, that is the moment that we see with Katara realizing that oh the powerful bender that i will fall in love with is most likely going to be ang um but will it be who knows um and then <laughs> we get one last kind of moment where katara uh flies where the get where the trio flies away on appa uh she, uh, she says goodbye to mang um, we got a really sweet moment between Aang and Mang, where um, Aang says, "Oh yeah, you'll be, you'll find, a, you'll find someone who likes you for who you are," you know. Um, but then, but it, but the reason why I bring that up is because then we have a really great moment where after uh, Katara says goodbye to Mang, uh, it cuts back to Mang, and Mang uh, says the final line of the of the episode where she, he says where she says floozy and then it ends so that is uh that is uh the episode 14 otherwise known as chapter 14 the fortune teller and so um, overall, guys, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Because I, it's one of the, the, when I had first watched it, I kind of, my opinion on it up until I watched it again for this episode uh, of the of the podcast, I always thought it was the most forget, I always thought it was one of the more forgettable episodes. But after watching it again, I realized, no, it actually has got a lot more there, um, Character-wise, than uh, than than it needs to, um, than 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 other episodes. It's got a lot there, character-wise, relationship-wise, and it, um, and it's got some really interesting messages in there, like like, you know, we you know we as people shape our own destiny. We don't rely on those to get uh, to tell to tell to tell them our destiny. We we create our own future. Um, and I like that message. I think it speaks very truly for for everyone. And um, yeah, I like this episode, and I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a solid seven. I do have issues with it. I think the whole middle portion where Aang is kind of trying to ignore Katara, um, or like when he's foolishly trying to hit on her, uh, is very um, is probably the most boring part of the of the episode. Um, and then it picks right back up when they reveal that the volcano is about to erupt, and that's when the episode starts to pick back up. Um, but I liked it. Again, 7 out of 10 for Chapter 14, The Fortune Teller. And that will do it for the review portion of the show. So now we're going to get into your Q&A questions. So let's see what you guys have had to say here. 
All right, let's start with the first one here. And the first one here is, um, do you truly believe that Aang and Katara will get together? Um, hmm. That's such an interesting question. Um, I hope you're not mad at me. But it's such an interesting question. I kind of don't want to answer it. Um, but only because I think I think that's like up I think that's the whole point of of this episode is having leaving the fans with are they or are they not going to get together? It's kind of left up to you to decide that. Um, so um, and I but I I think that is a very very interesting question. Okay. Um, when the fortune teller talks about the great battle between good and evil, do you think she is talking about the fire lord? I think she is. I think I think they are explicitly. I think that was the explicit. Um, uh, that's that was the whole point of her over exaggerated movements was that she, you know she is basically seeing that um, what Roku has told Aang, which is you will be. You have to defeat the Fire Lord before the comic comes. And that battle between good and evil is what Roku referred to the um the the fight with the Fire Lord as. You know, kind of referred to it as this um you know um to end the war you have to do this, you know. And I think that's what um and, you know, it, there's a great line in there where she says, it will determine the fate of the world, which is exactly what Roku tells Aang uh, in the Winter Solstice episode, is that your battle with the Fire Lord will determine the the fate of the world. Uh, and it's a very, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. I actually really do um, think that they did a really good job of uh, kind of laying that groundwork. So... Um, all right, next question here. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Um, will we see Zuko again? Um, you will. You will. Don't worry. Uh, again, just because we're not seeing what's going on with Zuko, I think we need to just accept that sometimes... Our favorite characters in TV shows aren't going to show up in every single episode. You know, um, like, uh, example, uh, The Mandalorian. Um, uh, what's her name? G uh, Gina Carano's character. I can't remember what her character's name is in The Mandalorian, but Gina Carano's character is only in two episodes of the show. And they made you think, oh, well, she's going to show up a lot in the show. And actually, she kind of doesn't. She shows up in one ep in episode four, I believe. And then she comes back to play in episodes uh, seven and eight of, of season one. Um, now, that's not. I'm not saying that she's my favorite character because she's not. I think the Mandalorian is the best character in the show. Um, but that's, that's the thing, you know, and, or, or vice versa, the, um, the, the lady, the, the leader of this underground Mandalorian 
uh, uh, clan, uh, this underground leader, uh, you know, she only shows up in the first few episodes and then doesn't come back until the final episode of the, of the season. So, um, we have to just kind of accept the fact that sometimes our favorite characters aren't going to be in every single episode. Zuko, as much as I like the guy, isn't in every single episode. And unfortunately, I think we just got to kind of accept that notion. So, all right. The next question here is... Um... Oh, here's a good one. Um, will wait? Where's? Oh, okay. Um, how does everybody know that Katara and Sokka are water are from the Water Tribe? Well, because of the way they're dressed. Um, there's a lot of people. You know, you can distinctly tell who's from which nation just by the way that they dress you know the water tribes wear these kind of like blue uh these blue wintery type clothing because of where they live the earthbenders wear a lot of this uh kind of green uh greenish yellow uh greenish black armor uh because of where they're where what they're based on what they're uh, powers are and then the fire nation wears these like red and orange and black uh, uh armor uh, just based on what their what their nation is um and then the airbenders were kind of like an orangey yellow type uh monk-esque um outfits um and that's very much uh and it's very much so so that's how you can tell you can distinctly tell who's from which nation just by the way that they are dressed you know um you can tell what nation ang is from just by the way that he's dressed and the same thing with katara same thing with um uh, same thing with the the fire the fireman like zuko and all of them uh just by the way that they're dressed you know so Okay, uh, next question here. Is it just me, or does the soundtrack just work perfectly? Yeah, um, the soundtrack is done. Who who does the soundtrack for this episode? I believe it's the same guy who does the soundtrack for the entire show. Um, me. Uh, the... Last Airbender show music. Okay, so let me see. Yeah, so the um the music uh, is uh, is done by two two specific people. Uh, it's it's produced by an entire team of people, but uh, the two main people from this team are Jeremy Zuckerman and Benjamin Wynn. 
Uh, now, Jeremy Zuckerman, I think his music is phenomenal, actually. It's got kind of like a... Um, it's got a little mixture of um, the, the style of, of a Hans Zimmer, but also a little bit of a... Um, of a Howard Shore, uh, the guy who did the music for Lord of the Rings. It's kind of got those two different um, feels um, and combines it so perfectly. And I think there, I think the, the music in the show really just brings on just, it, it makes the show what it is. Um, if the music wasn't there, if the music never existed, then odds are we probably would have, um, you know, odds are it, the show probably wouldn't work because the music is so critically important to how uh to how the episode kind of plays out especially that theme music you know anyway um but but yeah um but yeah no uh i i couldn't agree more could not agree more um all right guys well that's gonna do it for this episode of avatar the after show um thank you guys so much for listening just want to give you guys quick a couple quick reminders there's a brand new episode of the zeke Sitzo show coming this saturday this saturday is actually going to be the five year spectacular so you guys want to send in questions i'm doing a special ask me anything you can ask me any question you want for the show and um i i'll i'm gonna i'm gonna answer it on the on the zeke Sitzo show uh come this saturday um, and then there's going to be, um, uh, and there's going to be a brand new episode of Thorac Thursday this week. Uh, me and Robert DeGosher Martinez are going to be talking about the Scorpion King, um, which it, which, you know, will be an interesting episode that's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, and then, uh, there's, and, oh, there is a brand new video up on the YouTube channel. It is a uh, kind of like a, a a special five year montage. It's like about a minute long, but it basically is kind of my take, my parody of the um, of the opening narration to uh, Spider Man and the Spider Verse. So you're definitely gonna want to go and check that out. Um, don't forget to share the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, uh, leave a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. Leave leave a review and share it. Uh, tell your friends about it, and um, I think that will that will be it. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.